0: others. Uh, folks at the sound booth, folks that greet us, folks that make bulletins, all kinds of things. We do this together in the church. And then this morning, Kay and Matthew step up and on the spur of the moment say, yes, we'll help the rest of you. So uh, I am grateful to be a part of a church like this. I'm glad we do have Jeff, but I'm glad that we've got the rest of you too. So thank you for who you are. Shopping in a bookstore some time ago, I picked up a a coverless paperback. I'd wanted, it was a book sale table, and I had wanted that book for some time, and I thought, well, I'll buy it for a quarter, even if it doesn't have a cover, until as I looked more closely, I realized the first three pages were also missing. I decided I'd wait and buy one that contained the beginning of the story, because after all, beginnings are important. So this morning I invite your attention to a special beginning. As I read from John's Gospel, chapter 1, the first 18 verses. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son who is close to the Father's heart who has made him known. Listen for what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Marley was dead to begin with. There was no doubt whatsoever about it. With those familiar words, Patrick Stewart began a one-man performance of The Christmas Carol on Broadway. Mary Fran and I were able to attend in December of 1992. Once upon a time. That's the way many of my childhood books began. That phrase signaled to me that I was in for a story. It let me know I had started at the very beginning. I hadn't missed anything. I once read an interview of a successful author who said he always agonized over the first line of each one of his books. And some of his first lines were memorable. Other first lines that we may remember. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. Or you know how, that's how the preamble of the Constitution begins. Or you know this one, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Lincoln began his Gettysburg Address like that. Tell me, O muse, of that ingenious hero who traveled far and wide after he sacked the famous town of Troy. Troy. That's how Homer began the Odyssey. The first line of a Jack Reacher mystery recently pulled me in. The only eyewitness actually didn't see what happened. I suspect many of you may know this one. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness, it was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was a season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was a spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. So Dickens began his tale of two cities. Or in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Another first line, but more than just the beginning of a story, it begins a gospel. The good news that opens up history with a marvelous story. It can set us on the beginning of a new year, and I ask you to let it do that today. Because in the beginning, there was a God who is the foundation for everything that is in the world. Now, you know as well as I that scientists are constantly studying the universe and the world in which they live. They've learned much about it, they learn something new all the time. But what they cannot tell us from all this research, we can learn from our faith. Because before there was a universe, there was a God. And I think at the brink of a new year, it's good for us to remember that. During this year, we'll struggle with a variety of heart issues. It's likely to be true for us personally. We'll have work and study and health and family relationships and there'll be other things that come up. It'll also be true for us as a nation. We're going to have to deal with racism and hunger and homelessness and world security and health care, the economy, and I could go on. For some, economic principles will form their basis for understanding These life issues, for others, political dynamics will be the cornerstone for the way they seek to address them. And still others may use a philosophical perspective that will give guidance for addressing the issues of life. But as we edge into this new year of 2017, the text calls for us to remember that the basis for all life is God. We may work with economics or social interaction or political realities, but God is the foundation of our universe, our world, our societies, indeed our lives. If we forget that or stray from that core truth, our lives this year likely will be weak and unsatisfactory. Alan Loy McGinnis reports that the people he admires have always turned out to be people who rigorously practice the habit of making a daily appointment with God. He once asked Dr. Lewis Evans Sr., who at that time was the senior minister of the largest Presbyterian church in the world, What is your secret, he asked. Without blinking, Evans quickly replied, McGinnis, you can't give out without taking in and then went on to explain that he arrived at his study at the church each morning by 7 o'clock and took no calls until 11. Those four hours were devoted to prayer and study. People who, in Emerson's noble phrase, live from a great depth of being, have always required time to contemplate, to listen for guidance, to bask in the awareness that we are simply clothed with the presence of God and that we are surrounded by God's love. I know that we will begin 2017 with God. In the beginning, there was the Word who created the world, the source of all that there is, the Word of God, the Messiah, the Christ, has always shared in the creative activity of God. And while scientists can tell us how the world began, they cannot tell us why. Why? They may give us the details of how this great universe evolved over millions and billions of years, but they cannot find its purpose. We find that in the creative work of God. If we want to know why the universe, we need to look to God. God is the one who brought this universe into being to provide an arena in which people can live and grow and relate God wants people to live in harmony with one another and with God. That's the purpose. That's it right there. The purpose of creation is the family of God. So as we shift gears and begin this year of 2017, we need to join in the creative work of God. We need to be busy working to build relationships, whether it's personal or group or national. If that's what God wants, if God wants all people to be a great family of God, we need to work to help make that come to play. We need to find ways to implement harmony and cooperation. We must strive to share the good news of God's love in Jesus so that more and more will willingly choose to join God's family. There's a story about a little girl who climbed up in her the lap of her great-grandmother. She looked up at the white hair and the wrinkles above her and then sa- asked, did God make you? Yes, Grandma said. Then the girl asked, did God make me too? Grandma said, yes. Well, the little girl said, don't you think God's doing a lot better job now than he used to? <laughs> you know, Mary Friend and I like... Uh, we like uh, mysteries that are produced in England and uh, one of them is uh, that we really enjoy is a detective with a young sidekick and one time the senior detective sent him up to a nursing home to, in, to interview some people. He said, oh, I don't want to go up there with all those wrinklies. And so from, since we watched that, we have described ourselves as the wrinklies. Uh, we're we're, we're part of that group that God's been doing better since he made us, I think. But the truth is, God made us all, whether we're young or old or smooth or wrinkly or however we're in. In 2017, I think we need to work with God in creating love and relationship and harmony. In the beginning of the gospel, the word came to live with us, the hope for us all. That's where our hope lies. The eternal word of God laid aside any divine prerogatives and came to earth. The word means to camp with us. Pitch a tent and live with us. That's that's what Jesus did. God came in Jesus to live with us as one of us. And in him, we saw God. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. And all who entrust their lives to this Jesus become children of God. The great Methodist missionary Stanley Jones told about a friend who got lost in the African jungle. Nothing around him in every direction but bush. And here and there are a few clearings. He finally found a native hut and found a native and asked him, can you help me get out of here? And the native said he could. All right, said the missionary, show me the way. And the native said, walk. And so they walked and hacked their way through unmarked jungle for more than an hour until finally the missionary was quite worried. Are you sure this is the way, he asked? I don't see a path. And the native explained, in this place, there is no path. I am the path. Jesus is the path to God. Jesus is the path to life. We've joined with him in the march through the undergrowth of life experiences. And I, I think we as, as believers, as followers of Jesus, need to help others join in this procession. In 2017, we can share our faith in Jesus with others so that they too can choose to be a part of the family of God. Some Koreans have an interesting New Year's custom. In an effort to forget about the unpleasant things of the past and make a fresh start, they determine what bad habits that they'd like to eliminate and what past deeds that they want forgiven. Then each writes the names of these items on a kite, and the kite is flown high into the air. When the kites are almost out of sight... They cut the strings. And as these paper birds nose dive and disappear from sight, these Koreans believe that they take with them all the faults and the transgressions. Well, we're at the start of a new year, really at the very beginning. We're not going to be flying kites here. But in this beginning, I suggest that we will know God. We will share with God in the creation of a world that God wants and we will share our faith in Jesus with others. It can be a very good year. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, how easily we're overwhelmed by the difficulties and problems that life in this world can bring. How easy it is for us to turn, not from looking at you and your leading, but to those difficulties around us. This morning, help us to look differently. Lift our eyes, open our vision, give us a sense of who you are and what you're doing, so that throughout this year, we may walk with you in the joy of your purpose. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.